awesome. Why don't you take a seat? How are you? Are you good? Hi, friends. <laughs> Have you still got like 20 minutes in you to listen? Have you? I was thinking, oh, Jordan has been so kind to me. That whole miracle offering bit, you know, taking up like, I don't know, good 15 minutes. It was like, woohoo. And actually, to be really honest, I don't, I actually don't know how long this is all going to take. Like, I just don't know because I just don't do this very often. So, yeah, so here I am. Yay. I'm, re- I'm really not. I'm really not fishing for. <laughs> but thanks. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I really do. And um, and I just before I get you know get into it, um, I just want to acknowledge how awesome some of the people are in our church. Well, actually, lots of the people, or maybe all of the people in our church, and um, and specifically, you know, if you've been around for a wee while and. And, um, you know, you would have heard, you know, from time to time, someone like, say, our friend Nigel, you know, will get up and he'll, he'll give a prophetic word. And, and for me, the prophetic word was, um, you know, it's a, it's a prophecy. It's the word from God. And it calls me to be courageous and to get up and to stand up and to speak up. And, um, and actually, it's not something that I've never heard before <laughs> from God. And so, again, it's a reminder, you know, come on, God's got something else. And, um, and I just, you know, I'm really grateful for the amazing godly friends that we have in our midst. And um, friends and family, you know, you are family. And, um, and do as the Bible say to encourage one another. But actually, it's not. It's not always like just nice little encouragement, is it? Well, for me, it's not. It's not like, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a bit of a, ooh. You know, it's, it's like, it's like getting a wee push on a two-wheeler when you don't know how to ride a two-wheeler. <laughs> and I think, you know, as long as we remain teachable and soft, and open and willing and obedient, um, can't lose. So, um, yeah, so anyway, God's been saying to me for a while to speak up, and, um, and so I really have to, and I really have to be here, and I'm here out of obedience and a God conviction, and this is hard, but this is what obedience looks like. Um, and as I was preparing, you know, you just sit down and, and I was just writing my wee intro and stuff. And then as I was preparing, you know, one thought leads to another thought that leads to another thought that leads to another. And I thought, actually, just carry on with your introduction a little bit and just, you know. And so I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, what is it that stops me from wanting to be here and um, speaking up and declaring God's goodness and championing you on because I've been a Christian for 37 years. I did give my heart to Jesus when I was three. And, um, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. 
And, um, and I should have something to say, um, whether it's to teach or to preach or even just to pass something on, there's something. So, yeah. So what is it that stops me from wanting to be here? Fear. Fear stops me. I'm afraid of being judged. I'm afraid of looking stupid. I'm afraid of saying something really embarrassing. And I'm, fra- I'm afraid of tripping over on the stairs, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, just let Jordan do it. It's so much easier. And I'm really happy to talk to all of you in the foyer. That would be fine. Fear. Not good, eh? Who drives the fear? Well, that's, we know. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And Joyce Meyer says, Satan is always going to bring fear against us at various times. It's one of his major weapons. Major. Not a cap gun, a cannon. Let's not forget the schemes of the enemy. And you know, as Christians, we're supposed to be living free. (gasps) Free from fear. Galatians 5 says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And what, so, so what fears hold you back from living free? Fear of what? Everyone's different. Everyone has different fears. Fear of rejection? What's rejection? Relationship breakup or loss? Um, irrational fears? Um, I used to be scared. I used to be very scared to stay at home alone when Jordan was away. And um, so for, you know, for many years I would, even even when I had children, so not that long ago. So every time Jordan was due to go away anywhere for any length of time, whether it was one night or whatever, um, I'd always ask a friend to come stay. I'd always have someone come and be in the house with me and... Um, you know, if he was on Revo tour, which is like a whole week, and then a little break in the middle, and then a whole week. Sometimes there was no break in the middle; it was just two weeks. Um, oh, what a uh, you know, amazing that my friends would even come for two weeks. <laughs> Got to have good friends. Um, and um, you know, and sometimes he was overseas, and um, and it wasn't until someone said to me, "That's an irrational fear." I was like, "Oh my goodness." It's an irrational fear. Irrational fear is a persistent abnormal and irrational fear of a specific thing or situation that compels one to avoid it. Despite the awareness and reassurance that it's not dangerous. So staying at home alone, I just, can't do it, can't do it, it's too scary. Um, So how did that fear disappear? How did I get rid of that? Because I can do do it now. I can stay at home with the kids. Um, But, you know, it's a a crippling thing, and it just hangs over you, and it's just terrible. And um, so how how did I get rid of that irrational fear? I had a friend who um, 
just said to me one day, because she knew that Jordan was going away, and she was like, oh, look, let me pray for you. I just, I'd just love to pray for you, you know, Jordan's away. And so she, um, it was really funny because I was just visiting her, and then we, we'd walked to the gate together, and we were standing right outside in her front yard, and she was like, let me pray for you right here, right now. So we're standing in her yard. She's, you know, got her hand on my head, and she's praying for me. And, um, and so... She prayed. One of the things she prayed was um, from Psalm 91, and it talks about um, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night. And I just, like, I've gone back to Psalm 91, and I thought I'd just read you a bit because it's so good. Okay, so bear with me while I just read you some of Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from, ev- from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Going down, it says, um, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. And, um, And this is how I know that God answered Vicky's prayer, my friend Vicky. Um, two days after Vicky prayed for me in her garden, I was chatting with my neighbour, and we live, we lived down one driveway, two houses off one driveway, and um, and so I was chatting to my neighbour, and she said to me, "Oh, did you hear the commotion in the middle of the night the other night?" And I said, "No, <laughs> tell me." And, um, and you need to know I'm a light sleeper, you know. I have children, I hear them. I can even hear them through earplugs. And um, anyway, so my neighbor was saying to me, oh, um, some, the police helicopter was flying over and um, <laughs> I heard stomp, stomp, stomp on my deck. And I looked out the window and I saw a great big policeman with a police dog walking across my across the deck, and I was like, really? And she said, yeah, and someone had leapt through the yard, and, and, and the, you know, the helicopter was hovering, and all this kind of stuff, and I just said, no, didn't hear it, completely unaware, and, um, and then, you know, and I was thinking about it, her yard actually was the more difficult one to run through, there were more hedges and shrubs and all that kind of stuff, and, mine, and ours was really bare and open, and um, two trees, <laughs> two trees and you know and um and I just thought far out God you are amazing you know just to reassure me that he's got this so as Peter first Peter 5 8 says your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour the next bit says resist him standing firm in the faith and in order to resist our enemy, we need to know who is our captain. And so, knowing who our captain, I was recently pondering my relationship with Jesus. 
and um, and I was doing a little heart check, and um, and and now you know I'm a busy lady, and um, busy, busy, busy every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, and I was thinking about how I pray and when I pray and how much I pray, and I was um, struck with a bit of a thought, and I'm going to demonstrate to you if I can. Now I never went to drama school. So I don't really do drama, but um, I do have two people living in my house who are quite dramatic. <laughs> I'm not I'm not allowed to name names, and if I do, I have to pay them two dollars. So I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple of people in my house who are oh, probably three people, not including me, who are quite dramatic. But and I've been watching, and I've been watching, so I'm going to try this. Okay, so right, if you can imagine this. Okay, imagine this. Jesus is walking, right? He's walking around the 1K track, the one-kilometer track at Karori Park. Okay, so that's where I live, so this is, I can imagine it. And so he's walking around, and I'm jogging around, right? You got it? And, um, and I'm jogging because I'm really busy, remember? <laughs> really, really busy. As I run up behind Jesus and I know he can hear me, I say, oh, hey, Jesus. Thanks for a great day. Please take care of the kids. Keep them safe. Please look after so-and-so. Oh, yeah. I just want to bring that situation. Now I'm looking back at him. because, And I just want to bring that situation before you. Keep your hand on them. Run, 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 run. He's still walking. I come up again around the track. Oh, hey, Jesus. Hi again. Thanks for what you're doing. You're doing an awesome thing in our city. People coming to know you. You're so good. You're so good. Run, 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 run. Oh, hey. And help me get through this situation. I feel so nervous and so worried. So worried. <laughs> oh, and thank you that you're blessing my business and everything that I put my hand to, as your word says. It's pretty cool. Thanks for your promises. You're so good. And I love you. And I hear... I love you too. And then it hit me. My prayers are like blah 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 blah. And I don't listen. And I read the Bible, yes, and it speaks to me. And he speaks to me through his word. But the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me in my day. You know, the Bible says that God is very present. He wants to converse with me and speak to my heart. And I know I hear some stuff, but there's more. There's always more. Our Christian faith is all about knowing God and getting to know him, not knowing about him, but knowing him, knowing his voice. You know, when you hear those promptings in your heart or your head or however you like to describe hearing God, you're getting to know him. 
And I love how my mother-in-law puts it. She says, um, you're in the school of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we're learning. We're at school. And um, John 3, 17, John 3, 17, we know John 3, 16. But then the next verse says this. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. And I just wanted to ask you this question. Do you know that it is his kindness that leads us to repentance? In Romans 2 verse 4 says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? You know, I think we struggle with understanding and knowing that God is kind and that he doesn't condemn us and that he loves us so much. And I think we need to open our Bible and find some food for our souls. Like that scripture about him being so wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient. (laughs) And we need to give God some of our time to reveal himself to us. And reveal his kindness to us. If we're not reading our Bibles, we're not listening. I know that. That's just, that's, that's the word to me. If we give God some of our time every day, we will experience his love, which in turn draws our heart to him. The rest of the scripture, Romans 2 verse 4, says this, can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? And there it is, his kindness towards us sparks love towards him that changes the way we behave because now we understand his love and kindness. Isn't that cool? Um, We all sin. We all sin. We all make mistakes. It was quite interesting recently, I was talking to um, the school principal (laughs) at our primary school, and I'd said to her that um, we were just talking about a certain situation (laughs) with one of our kids, and I said, you know, I, and and this is kind of how it went, one of our kids was feeling really bad that they'd made a mistake, and so then they were living in fear of time out. And so I said to the principal, oh, okay, so this is what's going on. They've made a mistake, and and to be honest, it really is no big deal. (laughs) But it is a mistake, and it makes them feel really bad, right? It's their conviction that, yeah. So anyway, I said to the principal, you know what? We all make mistakes. We all say things we shouldn't. And as a kid and parent, I've just said to him, hey, I'm 40. I still make mistakes. I still say things I shouldn't and feel really bad. And if you can acknowledge it, actually, this is, this is learning. This is moving on. This is forgiveness. This is, and, I, and I even said to the principal, because she's a Christian, and I said, and you know what? And I said to him, and blah, 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 about prayer and about asking God to forgive you and reminding you before you say that stupid thing again and, you know, rah rah so, yeah, it was really, really good conversation. But anyway, we all sin. We all make mistakes. And I'm just going to, I thought I might list some. <laughs> you ready? 
holding people in our judgment. Gossiping and saying stuff about people. Telling little white lies. It's not really a lie, it's just a little white lie. Semi-truths, exaggerated stories. Do do these feel like sin (laughs) to you? Speaking negatively about someone to someone else. Getting angry and saying something mean and horrible and hurtful to anybody. Stealing. Foul talk. When we sin and make a mistake, this is, this is how I like to, you know, because when you think about, when you think about sin and the Bible talks about sin, you're kind of like, it's like that. It doesn't really apply to me. And so I had to break it down for me. But when we sin and make a mistake, there is an internal battle going on. You know, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And the Holy Spirit is saying things like this. This isn't you. And don't speak that way. And turn around now. (laughs) Make amends and forgive. And the enemy, the devil, or Satan, who is very real, is saying things like this. You're a terrible person. Or you'll never be a good Christian. Or they deserve it. What you said, what you did, they deserve it. You have every right to be angry because they've treated you so bad. What about this? What about this? (laughs) Don't worry. God will forgive you anyway. Just forget about it. Can you hear the difference? The Holy Spirit convicts us and it's gentle. And the devil condemns and makes you feel bad and, and makes you feel trapped. And this is where we need to resist the devil. Resist the enemy and he'll flee. Um, I'm going to invite the band up if that's okay. So where do you need to be free today? Where do you need a supernatural touch from God to remind you that you're loved, that you are worthy, that you are his prized possession? You were bought with a price. You know, when we open our heart and surrender our agenda, and engage faith and expect God to presence himself with us. He does. Because he's so willing. That pretty much sums up everything that I want to say, except that I really do think that we need to make a heart response to God. You know, I hope... I hope that something in what I've said today has been like rivers of living water to you, a reminder. You know, we come to church, we we hear this stuff all the time, but actually we need to be here to be reminded every week. Because if the enemy is trying to knock you off course, you have to resist. You have to be here in the presence of God. And you know, every single Sunday, every Sunday, 
it's our desire, Jordan and I, the worship team, it's our desire to create a space to allow God's presence to come so that you can have a moment with him. It's what we, it's, it's it, I think. Is it it? Is that what we do? <laughs> That's what I think we do. So, yeah, all we need, all we need is a moment with God. So why don't we, what, before we wrap up the service, we're going to wrap up really soon because I am done. But what I'd like to do is I'd love to just sing that last song that we sang. Come to the altar. So why don't you just stand up? Know that God is here. Know that his presence is here and know that he wants to have a moment with you. And, you know, and I spoke about fear and and you know what's going on in your heart. You know what fears snag you. So as you close your eyes, as you lift your hands up to the Lord, to Jesus, and surrender, just ask the Lord to point it out to you. Yeah.